Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Shinobi Gami. My name is Ellie, uh, pronouns are she, they, and I will be the game master for this game. Uh, joining us today, we have the founder and editor of Big Gay Nerds, Jenny. Hey, I'm Jenny, uh, pronouns she and her. Hey, this is a change. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, my, my spouse already laid out uh, the main things about it. Uh, I guess there isn't... Uh, isn't really anything more to disclose except uh hey everyone it's it's cool and kind of free scary to <laughs> to be broadcasting this but hey it's it's cool hey nice fun who else is in here <laughs> who's behind me and um, we have joe hi there I'm, I'm joe also known as jonix um my pronouns are they them and I am very excited for my friend Jenny. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, uh, last time on Shinobi Gami, uh, we had a um, bunch of ninja get onto the trail of a new supernatural treasure, being the arcane library of a bloodline of Oni sorcerer, Ishikawa uh, Susumu. So, um, the, the main contenders for this mission's prize so far are, um, Shiranui Zakuro, um, who is Susumu's apprentice, um, so she is, uh, like him, is a practitioner of the dark arts and a member of the bloodline of Oni, and then there is, uh, Kuzu Shinbei from the Kurama Shin clan, who are a group of martially inclined shinobi who, uh, have it as their mission to uh, protect the normal world from supernatural threats, like the bloodline of Oni. And then, uh, let's see, next we have uh, Seiko Yamamoto. Do you want to tell us a little about them? Yeah, uh, so Seiko, Seiko Yamamoto um, uh, is a uh, uh, member of the Lost Ones clan, well, if you can call it that. Uh, uh, they are... Um, uh, a gender fluid uh, 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 ninja who who is uh, usually uh, performing a sort of a host or hostess as the as the the, the knight requires. Um, they're a master of uh, of disguise and sort of uh, infiltration and stealth, and they they're very they're very much a, a very a sneaky uh, ninja, not so much a fighty ninja. <laughs> um, and right now they're currently hiding as a uh, a henchman of uh, uh, of uh, our our other player here. Oh yeah, you had infiltrated um, the I guess entourage of Otomo Jiro, our last shinobi, a uh, member of the Hasuba Ninja Army. Um, how about you tell us about him? Yeah, um, so he's a uh, salary man. Working for a uh, weird sort of somewhat corporate tech-focused ninja clan that is big on like getting all the other clans' secrets and like unifying them in a weird sort of weird sort of way. I guess I don't know. That's I got weird neoliberal vibes from this. <laughs> um, yeah, and the main thing that he's been doing is just sort of like. Uh, scoping things out, he did form an emo bond uh, with Shiranui 
it's an admiration from his end because he's impressed by her magic stuff. And I remember it was positive on her end, too. Um, um, yeah, empathy. Right. And I I assumed that it would have come up that you would have said something in this case, but I feel like I should ask. She doesn't have any secrets I should know, should I? Oh, yes. Both of the NPCs have secrets you can find out if you want. Okay. Wait, I forget. Do I... <sighs> in fact, um... Seiko oh, so, has already found out Cher Nui's secret. Oh yeah, that's true. I did. I should, oh, I should write okay. that down. Right. Oh yeah. Let me. Oh yeah. It's back in the message log. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I I don't get her secrets, but I get secrets that she learns. Right. Yeah. If when you want Yeah. If you want to find out her secret, you would have to uh, get it. Do like a dramatic scene to try to get it from her, or uh, maybe yeah, form yeah. an emotional bond with someone who has that secret already. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, then. Um, yeah, okay. So that, that gives me a good sense of uh, what of how uh, things are moving forward, then. All right, so uh, we've gone through two main phases so far. Does anyone have um, an idea of what they want to do right off the bat, or should I have one of the NPCs go first? I'm going to wait and see right now. Okay. Hmm. I think I I think I kind of want to move. I think okay. I want to I want to f- I want to find out about Jiro's secret. Oh. Okay. okay. That's what I want. Okay. More than anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely pretty important last time. Yeah, it, it almost screwed me last time. So I I want to <laughs> be proactive about it this time. Okay. Okay, so the PVP is starting already. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so it's, I bet it's pretty easy to get close. You've already been sneaking into uh, Jiro's hotel room to like yeah. drop on his <laughs> communications and such. So they did do the thing where, like, you know how sometimes you'll see like scary footage of like someone sneaking into someone's house and like living in a crawl space. Oh. They did kind of <laughs> no, do that. To that's news to Jiro. me, actually. <laughs> Where are you finding these videos? <laughs> it's online, you know. It might be fake, but <laughs> yeah, I get you. That's that sounds like a great movie. It's, it's very scary. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's Seiko. They, okay, <laughs> Seiko, Seiko did do that. Uh, right. Did like hide him in, in Jiro's closet and, and snoop on him. Hmm. So I, I feel like. And is also like gaslighting him as a, as a fake member of his little his little entourage squad of like wannabe ninjas. I, I'm, I'm 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 imagining like getting I'm imagining him getting a call from his supervisors about like running up the company card, and he's like, "What? I haven't ordered room service. What are you talking about?" <laughs> So I, I feel like I'm in a good position as well, I, I guess is what I'm saying, yeah, to, yeah, to find out your yeah. secret at this point. Definitely. Uh, what kind of skill are you going to yeah, use? Yeah, like, and where? Yeah, let's see. Um, ooh. Okay, let's see. How about... I, I feel like uh, this is not going to be a situation where I can just be like, hey, what's your secret? And then Jiro will be like, oh, yeah, it's this. Um, I feel like they probably, as a secret, they probably have communicated to Jiro in some sort of more covert way. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go for a. I think a, yeah, I'll do a sleight of hand. Ooh. Oh. I want I want to like steal Jiro's phone for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think this is just gonna be. I, I don't really have a good spot for it. I guess, like, out on the town? I don't really know. Maybe yeah. he's getting the continental breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, like, a muffin and a little cup of cereal. And... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just a suggestion. I keep thinking about the Holiday Inn we've been saying he's staying at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see. Then I, I will roll uh, for that, right? And... Mm-hmm. Um, how did, I forgot how exactly does this work if with with players? Is it a different type of role, or is it like opposed in some way? Um, no, I think it's just a, a normal role. But let me check. Sorry. Sure. It's good to be sure. Yeah, I got to play this more often because I get. It is very easy to get rusty with this game, but it's also very easy to pick it back up. Like once yeah. once you get the you know, once you find the knowledge, it's like it just clicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Games just are not usually like this in my experience. Right. So this would be an information check. Choose a skill and attempt a skill check using that skill. If the check is successful, they immediately benefit from the chosen drama scene check. It's considered to be their major action. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, you just roll it, and uh, if you get a five or higher, since you have the skill, I think, then yeah, you're all set. Great. Um, let's let's roll it then. Uh, here we go. Uh, that is an eight. All right. So uh, yeah, you um, you get through Jiro's uh, data security by just like taking his stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just just if you just steal someone's cell phone, uh, it's easy. It, yeah. You just be like, oh, uh, I can you you know because we, we you actually established that he has a, a special custom uh, back for his phone, right? Isn't it? Is, is right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hihachi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll stick with doing this stuff. And that's a character from the fighting game Tekken, by the way, mm-hmm. who's sort of, I'm trying to think of how to describe Eihachi to, like, my mom. And it's like an old buff man in, like, a karate gi who has hair like the boss from Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's bald sure. except for on the sides and his hair is, like, sticking up. Like... And he loves throwing his son into a volcano. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that he didn't just do it the one time. He just likes doing it. Well, it didn't um, take the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it did, well, we wouldn't have Tekken. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, uh, I think I, I think that this scene is like maybe a little comical. Uh, might be like, right. oh, um, uh, you know, like like the sleight of hand is not just stealing the phone, but maybe also like using a face ID. Like Ooh. discreetly, yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, he's probably got like layers to it. I can imagine you doing like like a weird sort of like I'm trying a bit 
like weird almost acrobatic not acrobatic like acrobatic with the hands means of like grabbing it and then like managing to finesse like my various biodata onto it without me noticing <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally like like uh yeah. You know, uh, uh, using like a special piece of tape to like get a get your fingerprint off of the fork that you just used to, to get into your muffin and like yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Um, but exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. There we go. All right. Well, I will go ahead and uh, send you Jiro's well, secret then. I was going to say, um, I forget how we did last time. Uh, could I just read the secret? Oh yeah, if you like. Okay, let me just scroll back up to... Oh, I might still need to have it copied and pasted it to me. Then, yeah, that's fine, then. A lot of stuff has been... I will. Uh, well, shoot, you're both in the game. I'll just uh, put it in gameplay. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Jiro, you have a secret condition to fulfill before the end of the mission. Have two positive emo bonds. Oh. Your superiors are satisfied with how you handle tick... Takaki and Seiko, even if you couldn't obtain the Kimikuri. They want you to make inroads with the other clans. The more cooperation the Hazubi receive, the more they can achieve. So similar to last time, except instead of just either taking the L or getting you some kind of W, um, my mission is it's a little bit trickier because a lot of it really comes down to like just other people's decisions. That's true. And you can, of yeah. course... You've oh, got, um, you have, yeah. I guess it, it is worded oddly. Um, it only has to be positive from your end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't, I did not realize that part then. Okay, then. So I do have a little bit more power than I realized. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, especially after uh, what I like, stated last session. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, the fun thing about emo bonds is that they work the same whether they're positive or negative. So it's. <laughs> Oh, and uh, this is now open knowledge uh, mechanically. Um, it's it's uh, sub. <laughs> this this book is divided in such a weird thing. This is subheading six point oh two point oh two point oh one. Once all the players have learned a particular secret, that secret becomes open knowledge. At that point, the players may speak freely about the open secret. Until then, players not may not discuss their own or yeah. other secrets openly, not even indirectly, strongly alluding to it out loud, etc. Okay. <laughs> Man, I love how much this game is into just secrecy and shit. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, you it's, have learned my secret. Oh, sorry. No, it starts from the the idea of ninjas and like just sort of goes from there. I like it. Yeah. I so think, yeah, that... yeah. I think Seiko just scoffs. I think that I think that Seiko's just like, ugh, a fucking course. <laughs> this will never people. work. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> these people. This is this is their like. This is what they're focusing on. Yeah, they got the the charm offensive. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now that my thing has been revealed, even if in character, I don't necessarily know right off the bat that you know. Um. I think that I know what my move is, which is going to be trying to form an emo bond with uh, with Seiko. Because <laughs> that way, then I'll also uh, be able to learn Shiranui's secret. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is yeah. Things are <laughs> we're, we're learning things. <laughs> okay, secrets, secrets are come. The secret will be revealed. Um, so let me let me just have a quick look at my skills to get a sense of how I want to go about doing this. Um, I don't have a lot of 
I don't have a lot of people skills, is the thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. I could I could try finances and just bribe them. But, <laughs> but like well, that's already been It didn't work for Takagi Mina, so <laughs> it, it did, yeah. Um No, I mean it did Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um Ooh, this yeah, is an interesting pretty... game because I'm often feeling incentivized to do like suboptimal things for flavor reasons, but it's also making me want to do optimal things for game reasons. Yeah, yeah. My only uh, my only uh, request is that you not use the same like skill every time you like, right. do a <laughs> do a check. That is that is true. Yeah, um, like some steering it towards stuff you're good at makes sense, but. Uh... Right, yeah, Just... <laughs> I get you. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to bounce off of finances into contacts. Oh, is the okay. Thing. So I'm going to be rolling with a penalty of two, um, which isn't going to affect my roll. It's going to affect the target number. So it goes from five to seven, right? Right. Um, and I don't have, like, the text for contacts in front of me, oh, but wow. I assume... But, like, I assume this could, like, boil down to, like, even, it's it's sort of funny, like, even though I don't know that you are, like, practically hanging out with me every day, and, like, <laughs> someone who is receiving my texts, possibly, as a part of, like, the whole, like, impersonating one of my goons thing... I'm going to, like, cast a very wide net to try and, like, get information to you, basically. Okay. Which is, like, basically just, like, like, reaching, like, I have not even, like, 100% confirmed your presence in this city. Um, Though I think that I at least have a strong sense that you probably are around. Um, (laughs) So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and just get you the message of uh like hey up until the end i think we worked pretty well together last time (laughs) sorry given what we're up against i think it would be a good idea if we approach this in a similar way and so yeah i'm going to and that's with contacts so i'm going to make that roll And that's a 10. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, the write-up for contacts in the book is just uh, make use of the networks of people around you, both in ordinary life and the world of shadows. Okay. Um, So, yeah, like, you know, given the nature of my thing, I probably... It's not that he knows any um, other, like, uh, lost ones, but he knows people who know people who do. Sure. Um, And so we both roll 1d6 to see what our options are. Yeah. Um, okay. And what page is that on again? Um, okay, I've still got finding it. Finding out myself. Yeah, I've got it here. Um, so oh. you rolled a five, I rolled a four. Okay, I just realized that's the same. That is the same thing that I rolled last time, and I'm not going to bother mulliganing it, which is good. <laughs> so, in order to get my success, I'm going to take. Uh, admiration again. <laughs> um, I love how much Seiko hates your guts, and you're every time you're like, ah, that's Seiko. This 
mutual respect and rivalry we have for one another. <laughs> yeah. Seiko I, yeah. undercover is like, oh, boss, didn't the last time you talked to them, they tried to stab you? <laughs> <laughs> and and I tried to stab them. It's it's all part of the, the grand game. But I think that in the end, we're going to wind up on the same side. Whatever you say, sir, and then like, <laughs> walk away like very rigidly, and they and um, I'm going to take the contempt emo bond. <laughs> that sounds right. Oh my god, incredible! <laughs> I'm what very a fascinating that I rolled this because I was looking at like, okay, what are the what are the negative ones that I could take, and what are the positive ones I could take, and basically, it's only contempt or murderous intent. Yeah, <laughs> those are kind of the only two um, on the <sighs> negative side that would make sense, and maybe friendship on the positive yeah. side. It's it's very. <laughs> this is such a wild fucking character dynamic we've developed. Specific, like in the previous one too, but like in this one, you <laughs> you're you're living in my walls. You're spying on me. You, you think I'm a fucking piece of shit. And then meanwhile, I'm like, there's somewhere out there. And you know what? I think they're pretty cool. It's, it's fucking wild. I cannot think of an equivalency to this. The, the close... Even though wildly different characters in terms of like ethics and motivation and all that. Like, the, the thing that comes to my mind is that the, the whole... The running theme in Deep Space Nine that Cisco keeps on getting antagonists who are like, oh, we're not so different, you and I. And he's like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> right, he just, totally. He, he doesn't have time for like a single one of those motherfuckers, but they're always like, ah, I think that you and I, we've got some kind of thing, some kind of destined <laughs> thing. Sort of nemeses, aren't we? And Cisco's like, I am literally just doing my job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just want to play baseball. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that's what happened. Mission, mission accomplished. Unless something happens to dissolve these emo bonds, I'm successful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at how info share works. I've been thinking about how to how this would work, but uh, the wording is. Whenever a character learns a piece of information, any character towards whom they hold an emo bond automatically learn that same piece of information. This is called uh, info sharing. Mm-hmm. However, a character that learns information through info sharing does not spread it through their own emo bonds. So, gotcha. Changing. But um, I don't know how specific the wording is. Yeah, I don't. Like so when I they learn it other people with emo bonds automatically learn the same piece of information. But does it work retroactively? I'm willing to say yes. To okay. move things along. Yeah, I would yeah, I would right. accept I would accept either way, but also, you know, I'm good to I'm good to take that W. Yeah. So the question is, how does uh Jiro find out or intuit the secret from Seiko uh, given the scene we just had? I think Seiko accidentally lets it slip. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go ahead and put uh, Shiranui's secret in the gameplay uh, chat. Same as I did for Yeah. Okay. Then you can 
figure out how you figured that out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's see. So the secret for her is, you know the condition to succeed to the climax phase, the location of the stash end elsewhere in the city, the key to its most dangerous contents. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. like... Very I, important. I, I've got da- I've got data, then, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you at least know that Shiranui is, like, knows where the, uh, the prize and the key is. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, I All think right, then. this probably comes up in, like, a, in, like, a group huddle. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, and, you're still undercover. That's great. And Seiko just, like, lets it slip. Like, thinking, like, forgetting that that Jiro doesn't know already that Shiro knew <laughs> very important and not just mildly important to this to this case. And so okay. yeah. I think that's how that works. I like it. Okay. But I don't know if that means that, that Seiko breaks cover or not. Uh, I don't think you have to. Maybe Jiro's just like, wow, you did some good some good work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that. All right, so looking at things. Um, right for our NPCs, uh, we will start with Shiranui herself. Um, so let's see. All right, so we'll set the scene in a morgue. Um, there's bright fluorescent lights, there is a coroner tapping at a laptop, and there is the uh, mummified corpse of um, Ishikawa Susumu uh, uh, laid out on a gurney, you know, as you do. Um, so the uh, man is typing at the laptop, looking at it, it's like, it's like well, uh, pretty good shape for the condition of the apartment they found him in. It's like one of those mummies in a monastery. Weird. So uh, he he's, uh, stands up, he's wiping his hands on his jacket, and he turns around, and um, he is he's frozen in place suddenly because in the still absolutely silent room, there is uh, Shiranui Kazuko standing there over the corpse, and the... Uh, the impressions, almost, just like almost the pure black silhouettes of about 30 ravens uh, silently oh. standing around on every available surface watching the body. Cool. Yeah, Shiranui looks up at him, and her eyes flash red, and she says, sleep. And he <laughs> collapses to the ground immediately. She reaches uh, onto a tray and retrieves a scalpel, and she... Uh, begins to retrieve an object from Susumu's just uh, thoracic cavity. Um, there's the rustle, like dead leaves or dry paper. She pulls out a teardrop-shaped gemstone. Oh. And then her and all the birds are gone. <laughs> ah. Well, the the mummy did not come to life, so that's still pretty good for like a supernatural event happening in a in a yeah. door, like a mortuary yeah (laughs) okay so um her action was to retrieve the key to the prize so damn uh last up is uh kuzu shinbei and um let's see 
looking into him, which is fun. Oh, wait, no, uh, Jiro found his location. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I can kick his ass at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let me see. Right, right. Okay. Okay. So for a Kuzu scene, um, let's see. Uh, Jiro, what are you doing for dinner while you're in town? <laughs> Um, I don't know what, like, just kind of like, I, I think, I think for tonight at the very least, he's probably just like stopped by a ramen stand. Yeah, I was going to suggest a, like, an Odin cart. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, at the park, like somewhere outside. He's grabbing okay. some street food. Mm hmm. <laughs> because okay. that room service is way too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I figure it's, uh, the middle of the night, pretty quiet out. Well, not the middle of the night, but, uh, it's dark out. It's quiet out. You keep odd hours. So, um, sitting at an Odin stand when... Trying to think if there would be talking or... <laughs> so the thing about uh, Kuzu Shinbei, um, you know how with close combat you have to pick what skill represents your close combat skill? Mm -hmm. Like how you attack? Uh, his is writing. Oh. With, with an R. And... So I'm like, huh, I wonder, does it mean like, like riding a horse, like riding a motorcycle? And so I go to it and say, yeah, it means like riding an animal or a vehicle, which means that his primary form of attack is uh, running people over, as far as I can tell. <laughs> cool. So <laughs> um, I thought about, uh, you know, you know, in the couple of weeks since we played, I've been thinking about, it's like, it's like is, is he the sort of guy who sits down and tries to explain his motivations to you? And uh, no, I think you're sitting at uh, a stand um, having dinner and you look up and like somebody's doing a wheelie at your face. Like you hear the motor getting closer. It's like, wow, that's a Doppler effect. That's getting close, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, he's... <laughs> There's a there's a man. He's a he's got a helmet, motorcycle jacket, and two swords. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, do I need to choose initiative? Um. Yes. So the this is just a um, flat ground conditions, combat wise. Okay. And let's see. I think that I have I have chosen my initiative. Yes. All right. So. I'm trying to decide if I want to use the incursion mechanic or not. Yeah, I was just about to bring up the uh, incursion mechanic because, uh, let's see here, anytime a combat scene begins, other characters may attempt to enter the scene before the battle begins if they know the location of one of the two original combatants. Uh, this applies only at the start of the battle. They cannot join after the combat begins. Uh, in order to perform an incursion, a character must succeed at a skill check. Um, using a skill randomly selected by the GM rolling on the skill table. Or oh, choosing, wow. Or choosing one from the skill table if it makes sense for the scene. Oh, so that's special incursion. There's normal incursion, uh, where a, a character oh. has an emotional bond. Oh, that's... Can, uh, okay, so, sorry about that, to um... But, uh, I'll yeah. Yeah, anyone with an emo bond can, uh, jump in, which is why I brought it up, because, uh... Shiranui has an emo bond with Jiro. That's true. Okay. Yeah, I think but, uh, I think I would also like to incur. <laughs> incur. 
Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what the what the the base word of incursion is, but I would like to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then, with that many people, I might should I should do the thing where I like type in my initiative then. Yeah, I will. Like, s- oh, sorry. I will switch uh, roll twenty over to the battle mat. All right. Those some good tokens. Yeah. So. Uh, perhaps naturally, the eyeball is Shiranui, and the, the swords is Kuzu. Okay. This guy was just trying to do a simple hit and run, but now two other folks. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he attacked the most popular guy in school. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I have the plots for the two, and I am ready when you are. All right, then. So am I. So that's me and Sheeran Nui at four, Sonic Speed. Um, <laughs> yes. the... Seiko's at plot three, and uh, Kuzu chose to stay down at plot two. All right, then. All right, and so the battle will be starting off um, with... Jiro and Shiranui. Um, okay. Jiro is supposed to be in the scene, so do you know what you're doing first? Or? Um, well, my plan had been to like just take take a slice at uh, the guy who was jumping me, but now there are two other people who are kind of a more immediate threat to me also. Um, so I'm trying to figure out <laughs> if I should address that first. I've got a good... I've got a good range option, so I think that what's happening is, like, as, like, as the motorcycle is, like, revving forward, he, like, does a backflip, and I'm going to do my, the, my whirlwind slash move, where I, like, you know, fling out my arms and, like, ball bearings on the ends of, like, monofilament wire come flying out of my sleeves, and I'm going to try and slice that at him. Um, and so that's costing yeah that costs me one and um he's gonna have a minus one to the dodge check after i make my roll okay it's rain and it does one range combat damage so rolling with rope work and i got a six Ooh, okay so just bear so he's making a rope work check at minus one Mm -hmm. okay so, uh, let's see. So Kuzu, his closest rope work is speed. That's pretty appropriate. So he will need a... Okay, yeah, that's filled in. So he's only got to jump one over. So that's... He's got, he also needs a six to uh, get away with it. Okay. And he got a eight. So uh, he, he drives away <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah. all right then. So I imagine uh, the 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 attempted wheelie jumping uh, was sort of the the kickoff, and uh, Jiro gets out of the way of that, and uh, Kuzu just like keeps driving past and uh, does a spin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see here. So Shira knew he's acting simultaneously to this, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, where how how did Shiranui get into this fight? At the park. She can just jump out of a tree, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, um yeah, Shiranui uh drops out of a tree, lands on all fours and skitters over to you. It's like Jiro! 
I made it just in time. You're in danger. And uh, so she's <laughs> going to make a, a ranged attack with summoning also at Kuzu. So let's see. Ooh, that's 11. That's a success. So a flock of ghostly silhouettes of ravens uh, start swarming the uh, motorcycle. And what does he get? Magic is not his fort. No Hades tech either. Okay, so he needs a nine, actually. Ooh. This is a... <laughs> and he got a four, so... Um... All right, so uh, Kuzu Shinbei takes one ranged damage. Let's see, go ahead and take that over here. So I imagine uh, instead of um, spinning around to face Jiro and go for a second pass like he was planning, um, he's mid-turn when the flock of crows uh, bulls him and the entire motorcycle over and he goes skidding across the ground for a few feet. Oh my god. Yeah. Now, uh, the way that combat works in the main phases is that anytime someone uh, takes a damage, they uh, try to they run away to lick their wounds. And okay, so yeah, uh, Kuzu uh, drops out of the scene. Um, he's cursing. He has to leave as quickly as he showed up. <laughs> Uh, just sort of uh, rides off um, into the sunset, which leaves uh, the the rest of you. Uh, Seiko has not done anything yet, and in fact, if you want to stay hidden, uh, you probably could. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Or you could also take a shot at either one of us. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Shira Nui because, uh, you know, she does have the the key. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But that might mean that I'm fighting two people. Which sounds bad. Um I think I I think I will stay hidden for now. Um Since since you have an emo bond with her, I, I think it's it's probably a bad idea to to <laughs> poke that, that hornet's nest right now. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm also thinking about the same, you know, option. He's like, oh, "We're gonna take I her could, out." <laughs> I could take. I could. I could get a punch in, and like, it's not like I don't know necessarily how much he would know, but like, I know mechanically that like she's. I don't know if the key counts as a prize in this situation. You um, uh, basically, there's like two parts to the prize, and you need both of them. Gotcha. To well, get the objective mechanically. Gotcha. Um. I do want that is the thing, mm-hmm. but she, given that she's on my side right now, um, I, 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 I think that I will, and also because it's preventing me from getting jumped presently, um, I think I will <laughs> hold off. Like if no one else strikes, then he's just going to like nod and then like ninja dash away or something when the <laughs> fight concludes. Okay. Yeah, Shira Nui reaches out for a second. She's like, ah, sorry, I called you by your first name. <laughs> the- 
he, well, he just, um, he, he just sort of nods and he just says a lot of people have that name. She tilts her head to the side, not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> like, like, is he gonna, is he, is he running off or is he gonna hang around and like talk for a couple lines? Um, my impulse is just to like pew away. Ah, okay. Cause like, yeah, if, if you stick around, she will like drag you down for a little bit. So if you're gonna get away, that's okay. She's like, oh, okay. Well, I hope he stays safe. Well, all right. Okay, so, um, oh, yeah, Kuzu should go ahead. Sorry, I have a question. Uh, through our emo bond, um, do I get Shiranui's location, or uh, is it just secrets oh. that are shared through emo bonds? Um, I think it's locations too. Was it part six? Yeah, info share. Any information? Yeah. So oh, locations okay. too. All right. Cool. Excellent. Good to know. So I guess um, another few days pass as those uh, events transpire. Do either of you have anything you're itching to do, or I can go ahead as one of the NPCs? I'm I'm good to wait and observe again. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I I think I have a I have something. Yeah, Seiko is reliable. And it's actually so. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is from from. From my perspective, Seiko has been um, on the hunt. Yeah. Um, this is so they so so that night when when the the the, the attack happened, um, you know uh, Seiko was was hidden, and I think as as Jiro left and Shiranui was left there, um, Seiko who was. Who was actually the person manning the the Odin stand? <laughs> oh my nice. god! Uh, the stand that you went to. Um, the dedication they, to creeping is incredible. I love it. <laughs> they uh, they poke their head out and s- follow Shiranui and are trailing her. Oh, okay. Um, because I think they're going to they're going to go for a combat scene with Shiranui. Okay. Oh, okay. So are you? Um, yeah, I like that. They're gonna, gonna they're be, gonna make a move, and be uh, out in the open, gonna try to follow them back to their like hideout. Or I think I think it's at their hideout. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think Shiranui Kazuko's hideout is just like a very no Shiranui Zakuro. Sorry, um, it's just a uh, just a sort of uh, normal sort of two-bedroom, one-story house with a, like, a yard and a, you know, a, a wall around it high enough so that people can't see in the windows. Oh, of course. So and there's the, there's the nameplate out front, Shiranui. It's not even really... <laughs> oh, wow. It's less of a, it's less, less of a hideout and more, uh, she's used to anonymity being a shield more than anything. I think uh, Seiko probably probably uh, thinks thinks of her as kind of an amateur then. Yeah. Uh, in probably. that regard, because Seiko, of course, guards their identity uh, jealously. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Shiranui considers herself more of an occultist than a shinobi. Uh, of course. Okay. So, so yeah. Um, 
So yeah, combat. I want to I want to fight. I want to I want to get into it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Let me uh back over to the combat mat if I got it right. So um, do do. Remind me again uh, about the plot values. Um, the is there a downside to going faster? I always forget. Um, so the fat loop. yeah, the higher your um, your plot value, the higher your fumble value. Okay. So normally it's only two, but if it's if your plot is higher than two, then the fumble is equal to your plot basically. So like if you're going at speed six, then any any die value that comes up six or lower is going to be a fumble, even if it would be a success otherwise. But you have to go, if you want to use, like, let's say a Ninpo that has a high cost, you have to go a certain speed, right? Yeah, you can spend up to your plot okay. on cost for, like, Ninpo on cool. a turn. All right, good. Just wanted to, just wanted to recap there, because... I, I um, for the first time I have a ninpo that it costs more than one, and so I, <laughs> I I wanted to make sure that that I was doing it correctly. Okay. Um. Also, however, I'm going to incur. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Should. Okay. Oh, so Jira looked like he was running off, but he's actually following. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay, yeah, and I've I've selected my yeah, I've already got a sense of what my uh value is, so my plot value. Same. Okay. And same here. Okay. Oh wow. Ooh boy. <laughs> okay. So uh yeah, Seiko is at plot five going first, then we have Jiro at four and the uh mostly Unawares Shiranui down at plot of two. Although that might keep her out of range, too. Yeah. So It would. Yeah. Except. Um, oh. Oh. So do you think uh, they're, like, inside her house? Or... Yeah, I, I think that this you? is... I think that this is inside her house. I think it's... Uh, the scene is set where, where uh, Shiranui has returned home. And is just, you know, going, going through the motions of, like, kind of de-stressing about whatever, you know, whatever feelings she had of that night and, like, whatever happened between her and Jiro. And then, like, there's a creak. Oh. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, uh, there are, uh, uh, smoke bombs are tossed into the room. Cool. <laughs> because I'm going to be using my, my new Ninpo. Oh. Uh, Scent of Spring. Oh. Which is uh, a ranged combat attack. Um, all characters within range and on a lower plot value than you become oh. the targets of this attack. Oh my god. You cannot choose to ignore a potential target. They all become targets. <laughs> oh my god. So Jiro is getting some too, huh? Yeah. And, wow. uh, and I've got uh, a cool thing that happens when the, if the attack is successful, but I'll, I'll save that for if the attack is successful. Okay, so wh- what, what skill is that with? This is with olfaction. Oh my god. So I'm <laughs> stinking up the joint. Oh no. Um, so let's see, I'm, so then I roll 2d6, right? 
Yeah. And I'm trying not to roll a five or below. Right. I rolled an 11. Oh, boy. Damn. Yeah. Pulled it off. Okay. Okay. So, okay. If, the attack, if the attack is successful, you may either deal one ranged combat damage to the target or move them to the fumble area. Oh you may God. choose separately for each target. And wow. And there's no, like, dodge roll? I think there will be. Let me read it. Uh, ranged combat attack. All characters in range on level. So I think nice. he would be able to dodge still. Yeah. Okay. So the it's funny the clo- I I believe if I'm looking at this right the closest skill I have to olfaction is actually analysis. <laughs> oh, that's kind of dope. Yeah. I sure but, knew he has invisibility, which is oh, funny damn. to me. Okay. So, and that's but that's still at a at a at a four penalty to me. So I'm looking for like a nine up, right? Yeah, sure. No needs a seven to dodge. Okay. And ooh, no dice. Yes, yeah, same so, here. I got a five. Oh no! Nice <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, Sheer Nui like lets out like just like a scared squeak and like suddenly turns invisible, but it's gas, so that doesn't. Yeah. Help. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Um, Let's see now. Now, what do I want to do here? Because I get to choose whether you're whether you move into the fumble area or whether uh, you take damage. Well, if yeah. we take damage, we're just like taken out, right? Well, not taken out, but like we do, like quote unquote, lose the fight. At the Is this oh, right, because it's not the climax. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they'd uh, they'd have to run, and you'd get the key mechanically. Yeah. Yeah. Then I will. I will do that damage. Okay, damn. Um, That's I, so uh, with ranged attack, so you get to pick which um, which column you take it on. Oh, right. Jeez, so many okay. choices. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. Do we get to choose what damage we take it, what column we take it on, or the attacker? The target. Oh, the target. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like a close um, combat damage, you roll and it's determined randomly, so it can really ruin your day, but ranged damage, you can keep picking sort of like your... Your like, least valuable target. Yeah, so it's more like whittling you down. Yeah, okay then. Um, in that case, I'm going to take uh, stealth. Um, yeah, maybe. So, like, what? It, what is this precisely? Like, stink bombs? Yeah, it's, a, it's like, a, like a mildly poisonous gas. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Then I, he's probably just coughing too much to be stealthy, but he still manages to like jump out a window or something. <laughs> he like it's so f- it's so f- funny. Like he just sort of like shoots in the same at the same time that you deployed the thing. He gets hit, starts hacking his lungs out, and just jumps right out the way he came. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. deadly! Yeah, Sheer Louie jumps out of the window and like onto the wall like a cat and like keeps jumping. <laughs> Excellent, and uh, and of course, uh, um, uh, uh, Seiko manages to snatch the key away from away from her as she's doing this. Yeah, um, when she had uh, come home and was unwinding, she's like left it on like a little altar or something. Oh, man, damn. My my ideal situation here was that like you take her out and then I take you out <laughs> to get the key, but then no, you've got Jeez. fucking AOEs. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, Seiko uh, leveled up. 
It's mm-hmm. it's a high high risk high reward thing is the thing because it's a four cost ninpo, so I have to be going at four or higher. Um, yeah, to to do it. And it's definitely a lot more useful in these sorts of situations. Yeah. Um, though obviously still definitely still useful for you know the other ones but for like the main confrontation but still definitely useful when everyone is at the one hit state okay yeah real blowout um yeah shoot i'm gonna swap these back that means shiranui still knows where the where the the other prize is yeah yeah so who who has acted this turn then i have lost track um just me just yeah just oh, Cinco. Wow. so speaking okay. of the other prize um the you can actually probably track that down without sheer nui um she, the the actual collection is just being held by the the criminals oh okay oh, cool. <laughs> Well then, um, in, so do would I need to do like an information roll to find that out, to, like to find its location, or? Let's see. Um, yeah, definitely a drama check of some kind. Sorry, it's just sort of outside the normal. That's okay. Scope. So. Well, I think then that's probably going to be my next move because with, like, now that it, things are kicking off, I should probably secure that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think the first, you know, we haven't figured out the skills and stuff involved, but, like, I think the first thing that's going to happen is that um, I'm, ooh, I've got one some, I've got one bead of life. I could use that to regain stealth, but um, if I'm not like in a fight just yet, I think I will hold off on that because I could lose something more important. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that uh, trying to get the prize is um, would be similar to an information check. Okay, gotcha. Um, I would say the downside is that. Um, since it is something, you know, um, once you get it, everyone else will know that you have it. Okay, gotcha. All right, then. Um, <laughs> and, I it, love- and it doesn't count yeah. as the prize until you have the key. Yeah. I, I'm looking at my skills. I do mm-hmm. like the idea of using finances and just, like, I know that I can't just, like, win the auction, but, like, bribe someone, like, involved to just hand it to me, you know, let it disappear. Oh, yeah. Um, you but do I have, realize, a, like, the company credit card. You could try and win the auction, too. <laughs> that is, that is oh. true. I do I do like the sound of this, but I, I my eyes gla- sort of glanced over something, and I got an idea in my head that's just too good. Uh-huh. Um, like, so... I think that, like, as he is, like, sort of jumping from rooftop to rooftop or something... Um, Jiro is going to, like, put in a little call, like, to his supervisor. Like, you know, just leaving a voicemail or something like that. And just being, like, had a... I have had two confrontations with enemy agents within the last, like, two hours or something <laughs> like that. 
Um, I can confirm that one of them is in possession of the key necessary to use the target. And so I am going to move quickly to secure the target itself. And in the... And given the situation, I am dispensing with subtleties. And so, um, I'm... The role I want to make here is demolition. Hell yeah. Okay. It is, it's one of my tech skills. I like the idea of, like, he says that, and then we cut to, like, the warehouse where the shit is being held, and a wall blows up. Yeah, just cut straight to, like, a vault door exploding. I love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I haven't, inv- I haven't invoked, like, his suitcase at all this whole time. He, like, opens it up, and there's, like, C4 and shit in there. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, since, uh, since your opposition here would be all, you know, non-supernatural humans, I'm, I figure that's, that's just aesthetics. You can, <laughs> it's however you want it to be. Yeah, okay. Rolling 2d6, and that is a 7. Against all target right. number 5. It just, it blows up. I stroll in, take the thing, stroll out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not stroll, but you know. That's extremely cool. Yeah. There's Yeah, like, you just single-handedly wrecked the entire like local Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or at the very least have them like too reeling from what the fuck just happened to be able to react before he's just gone, you know? Yeah. I think uh, I, like, I like the I think it's like the like the warehouse in John Wick where like the boss is there sometimes you know it's yeah. like, there's a like the boss so like is just looking at this like this salary man walk out of his building that now has a giant hole of it and older guys like look there's a lot of creepy people out there in this business you just got to yeah. cut your losses sometimes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah he just sort of <laughs> he like makes eye contact eye contact with the guy and like nods or something and yeah. just does the dragon ball thing <laughs> what are you gonna do call gonna... the cops oh yeah, exactly. yeah that's sick yeah okay well so uh definitely got things kicking off now mm-hmm. as much All contempt right. as Seiko has for <laughs> for Jiro is about as much uh, an admiration as I have for Jiro <laughs> I think Jiro is very cool. Thank yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> because I made him to be a dweeb. He's a, a great character. And, uh, He's great, uh, yeah. It's very fun to play with. I like Seiko a lot too. They are unhinged. Oh yeah. Positive, affectionate. Is that affectionate? That's the word. <laughs> like they all they're, scrappy. Their they're scrappy and... to the extreme I think yeah, is, yeah. is what I'm trying to play um, <laughs> well uh, like what yeah. if you had to fight in every every part of your life yeah. <laughs> again like a Baki arc yeah I like it okay um, next time uh, on Big Gay Nerds Play Shinobi Gami um, if, it, if the other ninja don't stop it uh, one of our one of our heroes is gonna get a hold of some mysterious scrolls so join <laughs> us to see what they do big gay nerds is made possible by our patreon supporters 
We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Connor, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and access exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We are at biggaynerds, cast on Twitter, and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.